Hey, welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Recruiting Insight. This is the place to be if you want to connect with the most successful recruiters, hiring managers, and innovators in the real estate industry. Hey, it's a great day to recruit, and today we'll be joined by Jeremy Lambert. Jeremy is the Director of Recruiting for Your Castle Real Estate in Denver, Colorado. Your Castle closed over 5,000 transactions in 2021, and they ranked number 174 on the Real Trends 500 list. They're the largest independent brokerage in the state of Colorado, and they recently joined the Karen Real Estate Holdings Company. Now, one of the things that makes Your Castle unique is they have over 750 agents, most of which are operating out of just one office. Yes, they do have a few satellite offices, but most of their operations are centralized, including the recruiting operations. Now, since Jeremy has been at the helm of York Castle's recruiting group for more than a decade, he's well positioned to understand the pros and the cons of a centralized recruiting strategy. In addition to that, Jeremy is a phenomenal recruiter, and he does a remarkable job of capturing experienced agents for your castle. If I was recruiting in his marketplace, I would not want to be competing against him. So let's jump in. I think you're going to learn a lot today. Uh, hey, Jeremy, uh, thanks for joining us today. It's uh, great, to, great to see you again. It's been a while since we've connected. So uh, welcome to uh, Recruiting Insight. Thanks, Ben. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Hey, can you tell us a little of uh, our listeners a little about uh, your castle and, um, you know, your, your role in the company? Yeah, we're a local um, independent brokerage out in Denver. We have five offices between Colorado Springs, Denver, a couple of places in the mountains, and then also all the way north to Fort Collins. Uh, we've got a little short of 800 agents with our organization. We did about 5,000 deals last year. About 20% of our production is investor related. The other 80% is just owner occupant. Okay. So, so mostly just kind of what you'd consider traditional sort of uh, residential real estate, whacking it out each, each day. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so how, how would you say your company is, how do you differentiate your, your company compared to you know, other companies in your marketplace? What's, what's kind of your niche? You know, I think with us, it's just high value, right? Like um, with, a, with a realistic cost structure. I think if you look on the spectrum of brokerages, you've got your high value, high cost companies, and you've got the opposite end with your flat fee transactions. You've got some mom and pops mixed in. We're a very people-heavy organization, so we don't rely on technology to be our selling point. Our biggest selling point is I've got 50 employees, you know, so I run seven managing brokers when a firm's normally going to have one. I've got four graphic artists in the other room. I've got database coach, social media coach, business coach. We're just firm believers. It's the people that are going to help you be successful in this business and the coaching and the training. So, so uh, is this uh, is this affected by uh, by your founding and by I know Lon Walsh, uh, Lon's uh, background. Lon Walsh found your company as a, his background is a little different than a lot of real estate owners. Is that affected kind of your philosophy? You think? Yeah, I think what happened with us is we realized if you look at the traditional team leader in this business, a lot of times there are people who used to sell real estate went into management, right? And they're probably great in production, great in servicing clients, but there's a reason they went into management. A lot of times it's they didn't like making calls. Right. They got tired of the production aspect war on them. And so when we looked at that, it was really hard to find somebody as a team leader type position or managing broker who's very good at recruiting and they're very good at retention and they're very good. It's almost impossible. Right. So a lot of times what you find is a really good recruiter who's running an office and, and not teaching a lot or not being effective in, in like the other strategies. So we departmentalized everything here and realized I want to have managing brokers that only focus on one thing and that's servicing agents. Right. That's coaching and training. I want to have a recruiting team that only focuses on recruiting, right? They only do what they're good at and I can get hundred percent of their time. It's more of that expert mentality rather than just one size fits all. 
That, that's that's good. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a directly definitely the the position we or the place we wanted to go with the conversation today. Because I think your model is unique that way. There are many many companies out there that do are still um, almost still still trying. They are successful. And there are many many that are successful at having you know these uh, individual managers do a number of different roles. But you guys have chosen a different way uh, to that centralized sort of mentality. So. Um, so, so how did you get there? Uh, and then what are some of the pros and cons of, of doing it that way versus, uh, you know, with, with managers multitasking? I mean, I think the, some of the cons is just the payroll aspect, right? I mean, you know, it's, uh, that's a big line item, you know, I mean, right. But writing that check is such a big selling point for us. I mean, when, when, when COVID really hit a couple of years ago, we, and I, I know you've seen this, we saw more people flood the market in real estate than, you know, in any time I've ever seen. And, I, and I've been in about 15 years. Um, and I, and I had, did a kind of a neat exercise. I had my team in the Philippines go in, look at headcount for each brokerage and see who's really gaining the most market share. Then we looked at how many of those brokerages are actually hiring employees to service this. So their, 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 their headcount went up by 20, 30% sometimes, and they didn't add one staff member. So what happens is service just went down. You know, we added two managing brokers during COVID. We added a graphic artist. We added three admins because I knew I had to keep up with the demand. So the positive for us is, my guys get a call back within 15 minutes when they have a question from a manager. You know, and and um, it's one of the things we really like about it, even though we're, we're, we're heavy when it comes to production, it's just the turnaround time on anything is so fast. And people with our company expect that. They don't want to wait two days for a flyer. They don't want to wait four hours for help on a contract. You know, people want instant gratification. And that's what we provide. So, so, uh, so, so let's dig into that structure a little bit. So, so how many, uh, so, so you have, five offices. Um, now, from from my understanding, I may I may be wrong on this. It, there seems to be a central office that has a ton of agents in it or connected to it, and you have some satellite offices. Is that a correct understanding? Pretty similar. Um, we aren't location specific, though. Like a manager in Fort Collins is still going to help somebody in another city. So we operate just as one big unit. Um, and then not uh, the offices don't have a separate identity. We're just one company. Gotcha. Okay. So then uh, how many managers, if we want to call, you know, we'll call them that for now. I mean, they're not recruiters, I know, but for managers, how many managers are serving this agent base of what, almost 800 agents? I've got seven full-time that are putting in about 40, 50 hours a week. And then I have an additional five that are part-time. So, so what would be the um, what would be the general uh, things that these folks are doing? These 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 uh, the managers, even whether they're part time or full time, what are, what are they doing on a day to day basis? Um, but the, I know primarily, they're not doing recruiting. So, no, they're they're primarily just um, supporting agents. So whether it's compliance, whether it's question and answer, whether it's role play, they're really just on the transactional and the coaching side. Okay. So, so they really have they really have no recruiting uh, responsibilities. Uh, that's going to be in your group, which we'll talk about in a minute. Do they have yeah, a- I don't want them. I don't want them recruiting. I, I don't even want them talking to prospects. Now, I have a very talented team, but they'll kill a sale for you, man. Like you know, like that's not what they're paid to do. They're, that's not what they're good at. And nor do they want to do. And that's the brilliance of it. I mean, I have an amazing guy that runs our managing broker team, an incredible wealth of experience, right? And I'm, I'm blessed to have them, and they support us in a great way, but, you know, make no mistake, none of those guys want to make cold calls. Okay. So, so they, they are on the delivery side in the sense that whatever you're, you're selling, you're making the cold calls, you're bringing the people in, you bring you hand them off to these managers. You want obviously that agent to have a phenomenal experience, which it sounds like there's a pretty good level of trust between Prudin, you and your managers. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we have a common goal here. We realize, you know, that, that without recruiting, your company will die. 
like without adding headcount, you will eventually go away. Right. And so we have one common goal. We're all on one team and, you know, we, we all support each other and they trust that I'm bringing in the right people and doing it the right way. And I trust on the back end that they're going to support them. And it's a, it's a great marriage. So, so let's, let's drill down then a little bit more into, to your group and you're doing recruiting. So, so it's, uh, so how many are on your team? Right now, I just, I just actually, it, I think it's kind of funny. I saw Compass laid off, what, 450 of their staff members of their day. And, and I just hired three new recruiters, right? So it's, it, it made me, it made me laugh. And Compass is a great company. It's just, it's interesting. But um, uh, I have uh, three inside sales reps that are just making outbound dials. I've got a recruiter in Colorado Springs and I've got uh, a tenured recruiter here in Denver with me. And then I just hired a third that starts on the fifth. Okay. So, so, uh, so you manage this group, you run this group. It's, it's, uh, it's completely hundred percent focused on recruiting. Um, how many, how many uh, agents do you hire a year? Last year we hired 333. Okay. And, and what's the breakdown of uh, new versus experience? About 50%. Now, and, and I think last year was actually about 60, 40 new to experience. We saw that window where we could really go out there and, and find the talented people coming into this industry. And so we ramped up where we knew last year we, our headcount was going to explode a little bit more than normal on new agents just because the opportunity was so fresh. We shifted that focus back this year. Okay. So you, so you are shifting the focus back to, uh, to what you hope will be a 50-50 split between new and experience. Yeah. And it will. I mean, we're just making the right dials to the right people at the right time. It'll happen. Okay. So, so let's, uh, um, yeah, I think new agents, uh, uh, you know, you, you work with third pool, of course, and, uh, you guys do other, other places along the way to, to bring in new agents. Uh, today I want to focus a little more on experienced agents because I think that's, that's where, um, I think a lot of companies, uh, you know, believe that a central recruiting model wouldn't work. Because, uh, hey, I, if I'm an experienced agent out there, I want to talk to, uh, you know, the, the broker I'm going to be working with or I want to be connect with this. So how do you how do you overcome that objection? How do you as a centralized recruiting organization? I mean, every 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 um, brokerage in town has a recruiter. Right. So we know it works. You know, there's always movement. There's always going to be. Movement, you know, it's 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 really funny. So we just got to capitalize. I think one of the things we looked at in it is, you know, I just want to win. Right now, and I don't care if, if it's like I use a, a sports analogy. Like I, I don't care if, if somebody's going to go out and hit a home run, and I need to hire the the fifty agent a year guy. If I get those on my lap, great, right? But you can win a baseball game by hitting a lot of doubles and a lot of singles, right? So I had to change my expectations. If I look at a guy who's been at Coldwell Banker twenty years and he's closing thirty deals a year, he's not moving. The odds say, and the numbers say that guy's going to park it there. So why call him? Right? Like why waste the energy? So what I had to figure out is where is my sweet spot, right? Like where's our sweet spot and go a hundred percent after that, you know? And so that's what we did. We realized that we were the best at hiring agents one to four years in the business at a certain production level based on where they hang their license. If they had a low value company and they're producing them, they're a mid-level producer. I know if I get them over here, I can coach them and train them into being a high producer. And it's a lot less work. Right, right, because you in a lot less risk, right? Because you've yeah. uh, you've taken out the uh, you know a lot of people are going to get into the business and get out before they really do any transactions or maybe just a couple. So if you you've got zeroed in on that that value proposition, uh, yeah, I like that. I'll tell you, Ben. I mean, there's so much data in front of us, right? It, 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 we have so much information, whether you're using broker metrics or whatever you're using, and I can get the, their tenure from the, the the Dora in my local area. So I can build a call list that'll say this is somebody six months in the business that's closed two deals. They may not look like a big producer, but they are. They're six months in, right? The signs tell me if they do two deals in six months, they're going to do eight their first year, 16 their second year. 
but let's get them early, right? Like let's show them some love and build those relationships now because most people don't do 15 interviews of brokerages. Their best friends, neighbors, and agent, they take a referral, they go, they're just finding out if that's the right company for them. Yeah, we, we, I, we often hear that uh, described as, hey, you need to go to phase two of your career. Uh, you know, everyone starts somewhere, but you need to go to phase two. Uh, do you using that kind of language with them, sounds like? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just the data, right? Like it's the, the, the data says a certain amount of agents are going to leave the industry every month and a certain amount are going to move every month. Just by brute force on making the dials, I'll find the movers. You know, and it's just a matter of connecting at the right time. Right, right. And uh, so let's let's drill down on that a little bit. So what what are the tactics that you're using, you know, you know, day in and day out to uh, to generate leads uh, and then, uh, you know, work those leads over time? You know, I mean, obviously, we, we use third poll. We're big fans. And we've had a great relationship with you. Lee is phenomenal. Um, I'd highly recommend if you're not using you to jump on board. Uh, we do a lot of marketing through Glassdoor, a lot of online things with ZipRecruiter and Indeed, that kind of stuff. Um, and it gets a lot of name recognition for us, but mainly what I'm doing is I got three guys sitting in the room making 150 calls, outbound calls a day. And we have about 35 different scripts we use and it's all based on situation. I mean, I have a list right now, of everybody in my market whose business has dropped 20% over the last six months. That's a great call list, but it can't be generic, right? I'm not doing any outbound text. I'm not doing mass email. We're just relationship building. We do about 40, 50 free educational opportunities a month. So we recruit a lot through education. You know, gets, if I could just get somebody in the door and I could find some sort of pain point, we can exploit it. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that to, using an educational approach or using something. To, hey, I'm going to offer you something of value to start the relationship here. That's a great way to connect. So, so if someone's a, if someone on your team is hammering through those 150 calls a day, uh, you know, that's that that's not for everybody. Uh, no, uh, so, so how do you find the people that are, are willing and able and, uh, to do that and sustain that over a long period of time? You know, it took me a while to be honest with you. Um, and then I just had to figure out like, who's the right fit? You know, what, what, what do I bring as far as an employer to my people? And just so you know, no one on my team has a real estate license. No one has ever sold real estate. They're not active realtors. I don't want them to be, I want them to be professional recruiters, right? If they were any good at sales they, and they had a license, they wouldn't need a job, right? <laughs> like, like it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. Um, but I think for me, I just looked at, I had to look at industries where the work environment maybe wasn't the best and, and, and look for a time frame. If someone could make it six, six months in roofing sales, making cold calls, then they're going to love working for me, right? The work environment's a hell of a lot better. And um, we, we're not pushing. These are all just relationship calls. The biggest no you're going to get and my guys ever get is I'm happy where I'm at. Right. That, that's the biggest objection we ever get. I mean, there, there's no one slamming the phone on you. You know, it's an easy call. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. And, and I think uh, I, what I don't hear very often is having hearing other people compare it to other industries or, hey, let's take somebody from an outside. That's that's a that's a key nugget there that's that uh, you're taking people who don't have real estate experience and you're getting them to recruit. Uh, obviously, they have to learn the language and learn what's going on. But that's sure. that, that's that's pretty important. So, yeah, I mean. I think we put up pretty good recruiting numbers and I don't do anything special. I just am very, very passionate about this industry. I truly believe in what we're doing here and I can articulate that message. And we have a strategy and a plan. And this whole organization, every single person from the front desk to our mortgage partner, to our title partner, they all know that what's important here. And we have one mission to constantly bring value and make recruiting an experience when someone walks through the door. 
Yeah, and and I think you're you're in it, uh, and you're and you're in a very high performing organization. Uh, believe me, there's a lot of people in this industry who don't operate at that level, uh, and it's it's inspiring to see you uh, you execute at that level. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, we have the right partners. You know, we're uh, we're we're aligned with a company out of Texas called JPAR, and I got on the phone with the the guy who runs their recruiting efforts the other day, and I'm just just so amazed on what they do and how they run. But they're a very similar thing. Their CEO is a phenomenal guy, and he believes the same thing. Right. Have a plan. Go out and work, you know, and, and that's why they're growing the way they are. I mean, you look at certain Keller Williams offices and they have an amazing recruiting platform. And, and but who can who can deliver it? Right. I mean, every single franchise has the same opportunity. They have the same plan. They have the same port. It's all about putting it in play. Right. Certain people just are, are never going to do the hard stuff. They're never going to make your calls. So let's talk about um, just as, as wrap up the recruiting part of this. Uh, um, you know, experience agent recruiting is the nature of it is, you know, you make that first call uh, and, and, and maybe you get an appointment out of that call or, or you, you start that relationship. It could be, you know, a month, two months, six months, nine months before, uh, you know, before someone's ready to unplug uh, and actually come over to your company. How do you handle the follow up part of that? How do you how do you stay consistent there? I mean, I think you have to go back and, and look at any sales organization in the world, right? If you and I went and sold copiers, we'd, lo- we'd log in every day. We'd go to our CRM. What would pop up? You need to make these 54 calls today, right? It's just keeping the momentum of your pipeline going and your CRM, you know, just constantly like feeding the machine, you know, making sure that, that you're, you're setting your reminders, that you're just doing the little things. It's all about the little things. So, so uh, yeah, and I think that's so true. What CRM are you guys using? Uh, you- we're, we, just, we're, we were using Salesforce for a long time. We just switched to KV Core. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. we're going to roll that out for a little bit. I mean, you know, it's funny. People say, what's, what, what's the all? Is it Tom Ferry line? It's like, what's the best CRM, the one you'll use? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, there's all these bells and whistles and all these things. But for the longest time, I had a CRM that did nothing but store data and set reminders. And we recruited like crazy. <laughs> you recruited a lot of people that way. Yeah, I mean, that's really all it falls down to, you know, and have accountability, you know, it's, it's uh, stick to the plan when the plan's not working. You know, it's funny when, when I came to work, I was, I ran um, recruiting efforts for a Prudential franchise prior to getting in with your castle. And I've been with these guys about 12 years. And I remember meeting with Lon who owns this company and he he goes, here's our plan. We're going to do this. We're going to make this many calls. We're going to run this many classes. And if we do it, we're going to hire this many agents which make us this much money. And I went home um, to my wife and said, Hey, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go work for this guy and we're going to make no money for six months. But if we follow this plan, we're going to do really well in two years. And literally 23 months later, I walked into his office. I'm like, holy crap, we did it. You know, we followed the plan. We got the, you know, just, you know, it's the same thing. Make your dials, be intentional, work hard, have a good attitude, be a good human, right? So so the conversation you had with your wife was the same one that every, uh, every agent that wants to get into real estate has to have. Right. It is. That's amazing. Well, let's, um, Let's dial down on uh, um, just, uh, um, well, first of all, retention. Uh, there's a lot of companies right now, uh, you know, that are, are really trying to pull in and retain the people that they have. Um, what, what are you guys doing to retain the agency you have on board? Well, I think one thing, it was a lot easier. I remember once we were at about 400 agents and I've always prided myself on knowing the agents and having a relationship with the agents. And I could tell you they're kids' names and they're where they worked and what they did before. And, and I remember walking in the hall once and, and, and Lon, the owner, said, hey, who's that guy? And for the first time in years, I didn't know. And I realized I maxed out at about 400 people. Like I, I just couldn't be in a relationship anymore. So luckily, we have an amazing management team here that just um, is constantly making Ford calls, you know, just constantly outreach, you know, constant, how's your business? What can we do for you? And 
Eric and his team are constantly just doing that to keep those relationships going. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of FaceTime, man. It's a lot of happy hours. It's a lot of lunches. It's a lot of listening, you know, and feeling their pain. And, but the main thing we can do as a company for retention is just keep bringing value. And I think as long as we bring value and, we, and, um, and agents are happy, they're not going to leave. I think our attrition rate is about 1%. Wow. Wow. Well, that, that, that speaks for itself then. And, 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 and that, in that ex, essence. So uh, that final question, uh, um, you know, a lot of, we hear a lot of talk right now about, uh, you know, the, the market tightening and, and uh, you know, not as many transactions uh, maybe over the next few years uh, due to you know, inflation, interest rates, all that kind of stuff. So how do you, how do you feel this is going to affect recruiting uh, from your perspective? I think it's going to be phenomenal for me. Right. And I think 80% of the companies in town are going to be hurt. I think that the, the meal, the easy time is over for recruiters, right? I mean, there are so many people getting into this business and so many companies only care about headcount. They only care about headcount. It doesn't matter production, right? Well, it was easy to do that when you're, when you're hiring 20 new agents a month, right? All of a sudden, these people aren't getting into business as fast or they're failing a lot faster. And I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great for people like me and for people, you know, the people that are really going to just follow their plan. Like I got my team the other day and I'm like, we have so much opportunity because the guy who's, you know, paying a 40% split at his brokerage that's uncapped, that's doing hundred grand in GCI. It's going to hurt him a lot, right? That, that's the age that's going to move. And the guys at the flat fee companies that are really hurting and not getting the, and not all the flat fee companies, but the ones that don't provide value, you know, the, the, the agents over there are now going to need some value. They're going to need some coaching. They're going to need some training. They're going to need to know how to write a good offer. They're going to need to know how to market a listing that isn't selling. And so that's what I want to do is provide an value. We'll just find them all. I'm super excited for a slowdown. Yeah, I, I, I hear that with a lot of the, the folks that are professionals, honestly, with, with recruiting. Uh, we, we see two things. We see on the new side, we see a different type of person getting in, somebody that's really serious about the business. They, we had one the other day, you know, with the, one of our recruiters, you know, like I've been waiting for it to go down so I can get in. You know, this is the time to get in because, you know, this is where, uh, you know, buy, buy low, sell high sort of mentality. Yeah. And then with experienced agents, yeah, I think there's a musical chairs going on here. And uh, the people that are truly providing the value uh, are going to be an advantage. The gentleman who, um, who really runs our organization, our, 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 the holding company that runs our entire organization, his name is Rick Davidson. He was prior to the CEO of Century 21 for a long time. He's an incredible, incredible guy. And I was on the phone with him the other day and he was, he was like, you know, this is what I think we're going to see right? And in the next six, 12, 18 months. And he goes, but we're not going to stop investing in recruiting. Go hire the best talent, go get the best technology, go get the best tools. Right. And, and we'll just recruit our way out of this. That's, that's amazing because uh, I know Rick and, and, and he's been through more downturns than you and I can count. Probably he's been around a while. Well, well you know, it's been, I got in the business in 2010. Okay. I didn't know any different. You know, I just, I thought, wow, this is great. Look at all these fix and flips. What's a short sale, right? Like none of it matters. And we, we produced in 2010 and we'll do it now. We'll, we'll run a series of classes that have something to do with a changing market and how to adapt, you know, and we'll fill them and then we'll recruit on the back end. And that's all we'll do for the next two years. Well, thanks, Jeremy. I really appreciate you uh, joining us today. And I, I think it's really helpful to have a, um, you know, professional or a reasonable voice that uh, is really addressing these issues in, in these times. And uh, I know that uh, in each of these cases, it's important for us to uh, look at the whole picture and really focus on the on the actual plan, like you said, that actually works and we know works if you actually execute it. And now for those that uh, are doing the hard work of recruiting each day, take what you learned today and go make a difference.